Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and welcome back. It is April the 7th, and we have something really cool to share with you guys today. And it's based on, frankly, some um, coaching that Julie and I have been doing for a long period of time. But we've intermingled it into social networking stuff. And it's basically, it's called Moments of Truth. Um, what does your profile say about you? And this, I think, is a very timely uh, discussion mm-hmm. because we did go through on our clubhouse, what was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. We went through as many people who would you know volunteer to have their profiles reviewed. And it was fascinating how some of them were completely um, a mess. Disjointed <laughs> you know? and confusing. And confusing, right. And they were sending, and I don't think they realized the ramifications of what they were saying about themselves in these profiles. They didn't really think about that. And it got me wondering, and obviously got you wondering as well, how many other places are these folks coming in contact with, you know, through their profiles, through with prospective clients? I mean, you, I remember you told me a story a while ago, just to make kind of put, make this a uh, fun topic opposed to a boring topic, but how um, you had a coaching client mm-hmm. or you had somebody that was in premier coaching who was having some particular challenge and it was elevated to the point where you had to help the person. And prior to the call, you went online and you researched this person. Sure. And you found out on LinkedIn, all these other things, they were essentially not just selling real estate, but they also had a side business of selling earthworms. Redworms. Yeah. Redworms. I sell redworms.com. Redworms. Okay, like there that. you go. Well, you just gave a free ad to them. Well, it wasn't exactly <laughs> that, but yeah. Yeah. And the same person also was evidently a huge UFO enthusiast and was talking. No, that was a separate client, actually. Oh, that was a separate one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so client number one, uh, I was actually looking up their email address. It had something to do with red worms, and then I, that was a rabbit hole I followed. And it turns out that they were really oh, into on. fishing. Now I remember. So their, yeah. their work, their real estate email address was like Betty at ISORedworms.com. Yes. yes. Okay. And, she, and Betty thought, well, maybe her world, that was perfectly fine. I mean, I did have the thought like, uh, okay, maybe, maybe your center of influence is fishermen. Maybe I can run with that. But, you know, here's the thing. What is a moment of truth? You said that's the title of our podcast. Mm-hmm. A moment of truth is a 30-second or less snapshot of you. And so what was my first impression? Is this person really in real estate? What is the deal with this? Now, client number two. I can't remember what the issue was, but I do like to research clients ahead of time and look at your profiles and stuff like that. This was a gal who was leading with, and sometimes you're, when I say leading with, like what is that prevailing image of you? Some of you don't realize that because you're so in the world, right? So what was she leading with? Alien abduction, I kid you not. It was site after site talking about her story. And she, I mean, she was obviously very serious about having been abducted by aliens. So good or bad, we're not judging people who thinks they've been, you know, whatever. That's fine. fine. But the but, point was that that was more prevalent than anything to do with real estate. Right. So if, if Julie had been uh, Googling the gal for the sake of basically maybe thinking about doing a transaction with her and they, you know, the you know, Julie as a prospective client stumbled across that type of thing, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess in most cases that's going to make people n- maybe second guess doing business with that person. Or, you know, keep scanning for somebody else. Right. You know, so it's not that these clients are bad people or bad agents. It's just that that it was their public facing persona. 
And I guarantee you, especially in competitive situations, which many of you don't realize you're competing when you actually are because you don't use a prequal script, but especially in a competitive situation where maybe the husband knows somebody, the wife knows somebody, and maybe they also know the agent that sold them the house. They're going to Google everybody. And they're going to see, what have you been up to? It's Do you hum- seem like you're full-time? It's yeah. human nature to try to rule somebody in. I'm sorry, rule somebody out before they rule them in. Yes. So you, everyone naturally goes through and they're making a decision who to do business with. Everyone naturally thinks, okay, why shouldn't I do business with this person? They, it, most people mm-hmm. are, you know, they lead with their being a, uh, being a skeptic. E- even subconsciously. They wouldn't sure. even necessarily say that, but in their head, that's what's going on. Well, it totally makes sense. I yeah. mean, that basically will protect you from making some um, mistakes. And mm-hmm. if you then just determine some somebody who's, you know, I sell redworms.com or whatever, maybe that's not the person I want to call out to list my house, you know, exactly. because that evidently that person might not be as serious as say, for example, you know, Bob at, you know, Bob's real estate.com. Yeah. It's a snap judgment. It's a 30 second little snippet. It's a moment of truth. Right. So and, we're going to, yeah. we're going to go through, you write down six really great points and we're going to go through all these points and we're going to give you guys the real drill down on what action steps you need to be taking immediately. And you know, the funny thing is, as we go through this, Julie, I remember we've presented this information so many different ways. I'm sure this is in our book Mm -hmm. too, Mm -hmm. but just like back in the nineties when we sold real estate, there were so few moments of truth, really. That's true. And below places where it was, there would be your for sale sign. It would be a home brochure. It would be how you answered the phone. Well, hell, if you answered the phone, it would be how long it took for you to call people back. Those little moments of truth where you came in direct in contact with consumers. And I remember actually, do you remember where this original concept came from? I think Howard Britton. Howard Britton, yeah. yep. And so do you, I, I remember at the Star Power event, mm-hmm. and this, I, I remember this very clearly. We were in, it was in the, in the 90s, and we were, um, he was doing, he always did a Star Power retreats, and this was a very high profile elite group of, at the time, it was like maybe 35 or 50 agents. And Howard would have these, um, it was usually in January, he'd have these retreats and they'd always be at a Ritz-Carlton someplace and it was always way too expensive. I do remember all that. Well, we were glad to go because it was someplace warm. Yeah, but the one year we were there, everyone was remarking on how, yeah, it was someplace warm. We were in Ohio, right? (laughs) We we were remarking on how incredible the experience was at the Ritz-Carlton. And then we had the manager of the Ritz-Carlton come in, Howard did, and speak to our group. And everyone was like there to get real estate information. But the Ritz-Carlton guy was dropping so many, you know, truth bombs that it was incredible. And so, so much of our formidable business training was actually as a result of um, going to those Howard uh, events, but also at the Howard events, not just learning from the fellow agents, because frankly, that really wasn't that rewarding to us. It was the other people that you tripped along or tripped over and at those events, because Howard then, after that, would then start having other people come in, again, usually outside of real estate. But I remember very clearly the Ritz-Carlton guy was saying they actually have a list of all the places and all the, you know, the uh, essentially the threat vectors or things that could mm-hmm. uh, essentially turn a customer against them. You know, it's the delivery of the newspaper. It was, for example, at the Ritz-Carlton, you go there, if you ordered the newspaper, whatever newspaper it is that you wanted, they store it in their computer. And when you stay at a Ritz-Carlton again, you're going to get that same uh, newspaper without having to ask for it. When you ordered your food a certain way, they're going to save that in their computer. Just little basic That's things. It's a moment of truth, though. Right. It's a moment of truth. How you treat people. And, and so in real estate, agents don't really think like that. No. Um, and, but then they don't, to your point, realize how much business opportunity they're losing because they don't think like that. That's absolutely true. And, you know, have you ever thought how ironic it was it is that we live at a Ritz-Carlton now? Yeah. And, and that we still see that. I mean, we talk about this all the time that the staff, you know, there's, there's people doing a million things around here, but they, they're always nice about it. And remember, 
the Ritz Carlton thing was always saying, it's my pleasure. That's right. That was a leading thing that we remember to this day. It's we adop- my pleasure. We adopted that in our real estate business. Yes, forever. And we, we, even we, adopted that, we even adopted that in our coaching business, right? Absolutely. You know, it's my pleasure and honor to be your coach. I mean, you and I say that yeah. all the time. Well, a moment of truth is how you leave a conversation, isn't mm-hmm. it? So these are just, you know, talking about uh, online and offline. So let's get started with this, what your profile says about you. But before we do that... Well, no, we can go ahead. So so basically online and just, you know, go ahead, Julia. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. So there are two different things for you to think about. What does your profile say about you online? That's things like the Clubhouse app, of course, Facebook, Instagram, clubs, memberships, charities, places where I can look you up online. And then there's offline, which is your voicemail message, your sign, your home brochures, your car, how you end conversations, how you treat people. So again, moments of truth are the same as kind of like first impressions, but even it's almost like a micro first impression. So the question is, is because there's so many different places you can have a profile. All a profile is, just making this really basic, is your lookup information. It's your profile. It's your it's who you are. It's your picture. It's a brief description. It's your contact phone numbers. It, that sort of thing. And whenever you're setting up a new social networking app, be it at Instagram or Facebook or billions of others of these other places, first thing you're going to have you do is set up a profile. Now, here's the suggestion, and, and this is what Julie just said too. But make sure you're drilled down on this. Every single place had the exact same profile, had the exact same picture, Mm -hmm. had the exact same contact information. Now, just because you have a profile on a specific social networking app doesn't mean you actually have to participate on said social networking app. But the reason you do want to have a profile there is because the profiles are indexed inside Google. So if someone's doing a search on your name, Maybe even your cities and your what you know you're going to go and put in keywords. They're going to be about you. You know you sell real estate in Columbus, Ohio, Gahanna, Ohio, New Albany, Ohio, whatever. Depending on the nature of the search, that also could be a benefit to you, and that's free. So setting up profiles is free. And again, look at your own behavior, listeners. How many of you just fire up the Google machine when you're trying to decide to buy anything? Right? Sure. People go to Google first. It's it's essentially uh, been replacing people's brains. Right? It's just it's kind <laughs> no, of funny. It's true. I, I mean, I used it this morning. I was you know I had a, a thought if our our regular vet wasn't around, who would my back my backup vet be? Right. Right. And I do look at reviews and I look at profiles and I look what people say. So it matters. Uh, but so I, ultimately, yeah. the review don't the review sites are actually losing favor. People aren't using Good. review sites anymore. <laughs> yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you what matters more is again just the basics of setting up a the same profile on you know. And so, what social networking apps should you use? If there's ones that you're already using, then you want to make sure those profiles are all the same, right? So if you're already using Facebook, that you've got that one covered. But you probably definitely, well, you definitely for business sake want to have Instagram. You uh, probably maybe want to have Twitter. Again, you don't have to use them. All you have to do is set up the profile. LinkedIn, you think? LinkedIn, for sure. That's a business one. You're going to want to have um, Etsy, probably. You're going to want to have all these types of things. So maybe do a search and find out what the top 10 social networking profiles are that have the most uh, SEO benefit. And then you're going to find out what those are and just set up profiles in every one. This is a very, very – matter of fact, there's actually – different apps that you can um, get that will, you put in all your information once and then they'll auto, auto fill. That's you know, once, once you set up the account, then they'll, you load in all the information and then it'll create all your profiles for you. And then you go to that one app when you want to update all your profiles That's as well. Cool. Yep. Now I also suggest that you do use your cell phone number and you put your cell phone number and make sure again, the cell phone number is consistent uh, across all those different platforms. It's 
really important. These are all these are act as or little virtual business cards. Now, if you do want to post content on all the different profiles, there's a lot of really cool, simple syndicators. And if you guys want to talk about that, um, if you want us to talk about that on a different podcast, we will. But in essence, the, you can put in one post and then the post or, you know, one, whatever it's going to be video or just whatever snippet of information. And then it automatically syndicates across all the different social networking things as well. But if you don't want to mess with any of that, at the very least, have a consistent profile. That's right. So moments of truth and first impressions. We did that part. I know. But um, so drill down on that, though. Okay. So the offline part, your voicemail yeah. message, your sign, your home brochures, your car. These, again, are moments of truth where people, sometimes people literally look you up and down for 10 seconds and make a judgment call. Well, if you, the, that, the, You're getting that point right there, right? I mean, so let's focus on this. Your voicemail message should be short and concise, and it should say specifically when you're going to call people back. You need to, and then you need to make sure you do what you say you're going to do. But I'll give you a, a better solution to that. Answer the phone Answer when it the rings. Phone for Answer the love of God. Okay, it's <laughs> the phone uh, ring. Okay, so let me let me give you another version of that because I've run into this with coaching clients too. Please do not have some kind of elaborate voicemail roundy round where right. I call your cell number and it says to text you, and then when I try to text you, I get an autoresponder. That's right. That's crazy. It is crazy. When People you call, give up. If you were to call Rob Johnson, who's going to sell probably 130, 150 million this year in Greenwich, Connecticut, um, and he's got him and one assistant. You know, obviously he's running his business the way we've taught him to. He's very running very high margins. If you want to get hold of Rob. You're not going to hit a phone tree. You're not going to hit his assistant. You're going to get his cell phone number. And that's what he puts out everywhere. And then people will call him directly on his cell phone. And, and he answers it. And he answers it. And obviously, if he's on another call, he's going to flip it to voicemail. It doesn't have to be so damn complicated. You're not so busy that you can't actually make it so that you're answering the phone. Answering the phone is an incredible moment of truth. Because when there's a buyer that's calling about one of your houses and that buyer, uh, you know, uh, goes to your voicemail, how many, what percent of the time do you think they leave a message for you? I bet if 10 people find your voicemail, I bet you're lucky if one person leaves a message. But if 10 people call you and you answer, and then you know how to pre-qualify them and ask the right questions, you'll soon discover again, you know, if let's say they're moving, let's say they are actually moving up to a house that's in a certain price range. And that certain price range is going to probably mean that they sold a previous house. Well, guess, or they have a previous house to sell and you are then calling them back right away or answering the phone even better. You're going to then be able to pre-qualify them and you're going to then be able to start peeling out the easy listing leads for yourself. So ultimate moment of truth. Again, a moment of truth is anytime you come in contact with any potential buyers or sellers. And I want you to really drill down and think about all the different places. Never have your phone calls go to your real estate office. Always have them go to your cell phone. That way you can control that moment of truth is and that what that experience is. When you have a, a for sale sign in a yard, make sure the signs are all consistent. Make sure they look professional. Spend the extra money on the sign. When a for sale sign, let alone a for sale sign that says sold on it, the most powerful thing in real estate. Have a brochure box on there. Don't be lazy about the brochures you're putting in there. These are all moments of truth. And these tiny, tiny little moments of truth compound. And when that perspective seller is thinking about who they're going to hire and they're driving down their street and you, they see you with a great sign and you're making an effort and the site and maybe some of the other houses have these crappy old signs or maybe even no, no signs sign. at all. Right. Yeah. You're going to get that listing call because the seller is going to see subconsciously that you're actually putting in the effort. These are called moments of truth. That's right. So refer to our podcast called How to Hot Rod Your Real Estate Sign. And also refer to one of our podcasts about 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE because both of those things go to moments of truth. And that, you know, this also affects the more grizzled veterans, really successful agents, Tim, where they've, they've got like 80% of this polished. 
and then they send everybody to voicemail. Yep. So like, I was going to use you. I'd like your stuff, but you haven't called me back in two days. Or I hit your voicemail and it's full. That's my other favorite one. Well, think about this from a digital perspective. Let's say you're on Facebook mm-hmm. and you see some ad for some, you know, whatever, right? You're interested in buying it. Yeah. And someone spent all this money in this ad, spent all this money for you to click on the ad, let alone see it. And then when you click on it, it goes nowhere. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Or it goes to some sort of the experience after they click on it is some sort of subpar experience. How many, you know, people are going to click off and in voice, when someone's calling you, you guys got to understand internet leads, generally speaking, are not very obviously motivated. There are a lot of, generally speaking, people that are looking on the internet are um, just in the very beginning stages of their buying or selling cycle. But when somebody's calling, especially they're calling you directly, that is a rock star lead. And how many of you guys spend all this money buying leads and yet when you have a lead actually call you, you don't answer the damn phone? I mean, it's insanity. Do you guys see that? Completely insane. And wh- why are you doing that? Because you think you're too busy? You're not too busy. Answer the phone and then learn how to pre-qualify at a high level. And by the way, in case you haven't done it yet, make sure you complete your 2021 business plan. This is really inc- uh, incredibly important. Here we are, April 7th. Do you have your real estate treasure map done? Do you have your business plan done? We've we've done all the heavy, all the heavy lifting for you. All you have to do is text 2021 to 855-685-1045. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045. When you do, we're going to text you back a link and then you can download the real estate treasure map. It's our fill in the blank business plan. I know you guys, listen, many of you, tens of thousands of you listen to us on a regular basis and you've heard us offer you the treasure map before. How many of you have actually done it? And how many of you who've done it, who've texted us, who've gotten the you know access to it, have actually downloaded it and completed it? That is going to be your absolute must-do assignment for this week. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045. We'll text you back a link. You download the real estate treasure map or, uh, you know, then you've completed it. It's a fill in the blank business plan, but it is going to make you at the other end of having done it. You're going to feel elated. You're going to feel elated because you finally have the sense of direction, not just in your business, but in your personal life as well. So while you're thinking about it, text 2021 to 855-685-1045. All right. So we have six points to really unlock your gears, get you thinking about taking this seriously. Point number one, what are you trying to accomplish with each of your profiles? Are you trying to attract buyers and sellers? Are you trying to make realtor connections? So for example, might not be the same on everything. Clubhouse, maybe you want to make realtor connections and and share some referrals. But maybe on your business Facebook page, you're trying to attract buyers and sellers and support your, your business with, you know, testimonials and things like that. So ask yourself on each of your profiles, what are you actually trying to accomplish? You're actually bringing up a good point too. So we get asked all the time, do I need a a website? Agents ask us that. And here is the shocking answer. No, you do not. And there was a great article that Inman came out with um, that was written by uh, Teak Wiggins. And the essence of it was the average agent's website generates a total of zero leads per year. Now, how about that? And yet, how many billions of dollars are spent on agents thinking they need fancy, you know, brochure, uh, multi-page websites? It generates you no business. Don't do it, especially and it hasn't for what now? Fifteen years that hasn't worked. I would say probably, honestly, I would say the war has been uh, since uh, won by the big portals, starting probably about two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. After that, the idea that an agent can somehow get uh, indexed on even the first two pages of Google around their keywords is going to be about zero. Yeah, so it's, don't it's over. But here's what you can do. And this is better. Uh, I'm not saying you're going to get business from it, but if you want to have a website that you can then uh, send potential customers to, consider having just a Facebook business page. Consider just having a very, very basic um, you know, page on um, maybe on LinkedIn. 
Those are the t types of sources that you can leverage and it doesn't cost you anything. Yes. Yeah, so point number two, what does your profile look like you're looking for? Are you a fisherman or are you a realtor? Are you an investor or are you a broker? Are you both? My, my most obvious example of this, which I was mortified at, and I will not mention the name, was <laughs> I, a coaching client in, we'll just say, Southern California, where I was looking her up on Facebook and I was like, what are you trying to shop for? What kind of prospecting is this? Because it basically kind of looked like a stripper site. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And so she tried to convince me, oh, no, that's my personal site. And I'm like, you know, dude, if you search by your name, this is the first thing that comes up. And yes, in Southern California, it's normal for girls to call each other dude, just for the record, in case you, know, you heard Julie say saying. that, slept in. <laughs> but what are you, what does it look like you're looking for? Right? But you know, but this, so you, so you have, Julie Harris has mm -hmm. a private Facebook page yes. that you do not, uh, that customer, real estate clients yeah. and, you know, podcast listeners yeah. and book buyers have nothing. No, it's no mostly knowledge. my friends and family. And right. Stuff so like that. You can have your own Facebook page that is not all, you know, drilled down and business-like. It's perfectly fine if you want to. Um, you know, and that's really what Facebook was originally designed for anyway, but we're just talking primarily, we're focusing on the business aspect of, um, what you guys are missing, letting get by you in terms of moments yeah. of truth. And I think you should have it separated business and personal. Me too. Okay. So next number three, do you monitor your different assets or did you set it and forget it? Because sometimes people will search you out and they'll be like, oh, that looks like an interesting agent, but you've never posted in like two and a half years. Right. So what would you recommend in that case? Should they kill that or should they just visit it now? And that then? goes back to the first point. It's the reason I will suggest that they either do some sort of auto syndication of posts yeah. or they just don't post at all and they just have a profile. Mm -hmm. Really. I mean, that's all they really need. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, number four, do you have any unfinished profiles? These are ones that all of you guys have seen where it's a shadow profile. There's no real information except your name. Just looks like you gave up on it. So either kill that or update it as Tim suggests. Now you said before, Julie, you said, you know, what is it specifically that you're trying to gear your profile towards? And that leads perfectly into your next point, point, point number five. We do suggest that you are overt with what you're wanting to, you know, you need, obviously you're in real estate, so they assume you buy and sell real estate, but that's not good enough nowadays, especially with the number of agents that are getting into the business. You need to be very specific about what you're after and then do what's called a CTA and a call to action CTA. So maybe your CTA is going to be, and this is point five, in your profile, you maybe you're going to think about offering, I mean, the old you know, tried and true of offering a free CMA or copying what all these iBuyers are doing. And if you, especially if you're with eXp, frankly, you can offer, uh, you know, free 20, uh, basically an iBuyer type contract. Interested in selling your house? Would you like a full cash offer within, you know, 48 hours or whatever? You can offer that in your profile as well. So that was, you would put that in your description. Again, let the people searching for you know what you're all about. And I would strongly advise all of you to gear your best energies towards looking for listings. Looking for listings is, and being a listing agent is definitely the way forward for all of you in this industry. And by the way, if you guys are interested in uh, joining Julie and I and having us sponsor you at eXp, uh, just text me directly at 512-758-0206. Yes, of course, Julie and I would love to sponsor you and have you as part of our Libertas group at eXp. So just text me directly at 512-758-0206. I thought it sounded a lot like a CTA, like you were asking them to do something. How about and that? You didn't even sound weird about it. Right. Huh. I mean, but that's what we do all the time. But that's the thing we're giving. Yeah. So this is, again, thank you for pointing that out. But Julie and I are here doing our best to deliver value to all of you. And this is the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents in the United States. So we're probably doing it. And our book is a bestseller. So mm -hmm. I'm guessing that we're delivering value. But if there's nothing wrong at all with me saying what I'm after, 
I want you guys to seriously consider joining our coaching program. If you're looking for a brokerage and you want to join EXP, I would love it for you guys to seriously consider having us sponsor you. What's wrong with asking for something? I don't feel swarmy about it. Do you no. feel swarmy because I asked you? You don't. I Why? It might be weird if you didn't. It, well, exactly. But they don't always think that way. Let's but, look at but, point number six. On okay, that. point number six. Okay, yeah. so here's here's something. I, w I think I was a little bit surprised on this. Uh, number six, are you weird about being a sales professional? No one's going to toot your horn except you. Lots of variants of this, Tim, and you heard this on Clubhouse. The returning agent who says they're new, and yet they did 300 REOs back in the previous market. <laughs> Actually, Julie, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. That gal yes. was involved in 12,000 Okay. Distressed real estate sales. And yet she was kind of presenting like she felt like she was new. Yes, yeah, she was saying she was new. Yeah. And yet she doesn't realize she's probably got more experience in selling real estate. Than virtually everybody, all of her colleagues. But it yeah. was fascinating. And so we helped her rewrite her profile That's to right. the point like, so she had just become a, a residential agent in essence, uh, what was two years ago or something. Mm -hmm. And she don't. She, she basically was feeling a little bit, uh, she was beating herself up because in those two years, maybe she only did six or eight transactions. And then I was looking at her profile and towards the bottom, she mentioned the fact that she was in the distressed real estate space and that she'd been involved in 12,000 transactions. And, and that she'd been in that business for like 15 years. I'm thinking, why the hell aren't you combining the combined, your combined real estate experience is not two years and 15 houses. It's, it's, you know, over 20 years and, you know, tens of thousands of houses. Why wouldn't you be talking about that? Yeah. And in that era, that's the equivalent of being like 150 years old in real estate. <laughs> that's right. How hard that was. At times. Okay, so that that's a variant of it, right? And how about the agent who moved and feels that they're new to their area, but they actually have lots of experience, right? So we heard case after case of people having real experience, but they weren't actually leading with it on their profile. It's okay to do that, guys. Um, some you now there were some cases where you know maybe they weren't that experienced in real estate, but they did have a sales background. So stop being weird about being a sales professional. That but, was, that's what my takeaway was. Well, exactly. But that is something that um, here's the thing you have to ultimately remember. Everyone, everyone says they hate salespeople and they don't want to deal with salespeople. That absolutely is not true. What people dislike are dealing with bad salespeople. People love dealing with good salespeople. So if you don't think, if, if you're right now, if you know you're not a good salesperson, I got an idea for you. Why don't you become a good salesperson? Why don't you become the best version of yourself as a salesperson? And then you'll discover that you're not going to have that apprehension about, you know, people thinking of you as a salesperson anymore. Being a salesperson, by the way, the most, the wealthiest people in the history of humanity. Here's something that will kind of boggle your brain. And we'll assume that they're wealthy because they also made the greatest contributions to humanity. And I can argue that case as well. Have been salespeople. Oh, what? You're arguing with me in your head? You give me an example of someone from history who wasn't a salesperson. Abraham Lincoln, let's say. He absolutely was a salesperson. He, he had to basically sell people on his visions and his goals. He had to sell people constantly through his life of, frankly, a billion failures before he became president. Mm -hmm. Okay, how about Mother Teresa? You don't think Mother Teresa was a great salesperson? You think maybe I'm going a little ahead of my skis with these examples? But of course she was. Mother Teresa had to go around and raise money for her orphanages and her other charities from wealthy people. She was selling people on why they should basically support her charity. In doing so, her charities, in doing so, she became one of the most famous people on fam uh, on planet Earth. I th didn't they make her into a saint? I think so. Yeah. 
I mean, so if you think about like, for example, CEOs of companies, of course, they're salespeople. If you think about anybody who's ever done anything significant with their life, the number one thing, whether they had, whether they did it begrudgingly or otherwise, that they had to master was the ability to sell. And the ability to market or the ability to buy business is not the same as selling. Learning how to sell, learning how to help people, learning how, all a good salesperson is, is basically a great question asker and a great problem solver. Those two things. That's it. Mm -hmm. But you can't be the second without the first. Right. Because you don't know what the problem is to solve if you're not asking great questions. That's right. So wouldn't you, and here's the other thing is kind of the, if you allow yourself to accept what I'm about to say is true, it's going to change your life. You don't, it, once you learn essentially that your highest and truest purpose on this planet is to be, of so, uh, uh, to be of service to other people. Your highest and truest purpose on this planet is to be of service to other people. All of you, unless you're a sociopath, are happiest when you're helping other people. I want you to think about that. Maybe here, if you want to really relate to it and you have kids, don't you, even when you're having a pissy day, doesn't it make you feel pretty amazing to help out your little kid solve some problem? It does. All of us are, are essentially, um, we are deeply, profoundly rewarded when we're of service to other people. Even open the door for a stranger, same idea. You guys get the concept here? Let alone helping someone pro solve a big problem like getting a property sold. Those are, you know, the, so your brain is wired to uh, feel good when you're being of service to other people. If that's true, and you realize that all a salesperson is, is somebody who gets paid for helping other people, is the getting paid aspect of it, is that what gives you the taint and makes you feel uncomfortable? Well, I have news for you. The reason that you feel uncomfortable taking the money is because you don't feel like you deserve the money. The, feel like, the reason you feel, don't feel like you deserve the money is because you know you haven't developed your skills enough to really be high enough, uh, to be of service to those people at a high enough level. In other words, you're kind of winging it and faking it. Whereas if you really had the skill set to solve other people's problems, if you knew what you were doing was based on a tried and true method, you're not going to feel swarmy at all about wanting to be of service to people. Uh, let me make it really practical and make this point. So I want you to imagine right now, and this was a coaching call I had years ago, this wonderful um, I now I have I just pictured in my head this wonderful coaching client. He had three kids. He was in his early 30s. Wonderful, wonderful man. Just super polite and respectful, and just everything, just perfect. So this guy was um, paralyzed by picking up the phone. He would never want to pick up the phone, even call for sale by owner or an expired. And the reason he didn't want to do it were a whole bunch of emotional reasons, um, you know, rooted around you know fear of failure, fear of rejection. But ultimately, the reason he didn't want to do it is because he was afraid that he was going to be caught on his heels and they were going to say something to him that he didn't know how to overcome or he didn't know how to basically deal with emotionally, but also intellectually. In other words, he lacks skills. And so the first thing I, now, obviously it was my job to help him have the skills, but as long as he was, uh, he was holding himself back because he hadn't connected the dots with regards to the fact that he's here to be of service to other people. So what I had him do, and you guys should try this as well, is write on a piece of paper, how can I help you? I'm here to be of service to you. And put that on the wall. And when you're thinking about picking up a phone, just read that to yourself. Read that to yourself. I'm here to be of service to you. How can I help you? And I had him do that and it took him maybe two weeks. And then after that, he started setting appointments with ease because he was focusing his energies on being of service to them. And he stopped thinking about his own anxiety and his own fear. I want you to try that. Emotionally put yourself in a place where you're going to call that for sale by owner. And then you're, oh my gosh, it's cold sweats. So what are they going to say if they, what am I going to say if they say this? What's going to happen? Da, 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 da. All these worst case scenarios start dancing around your head. Now, I want you to say to yourself, I'm of service. To, I'm here to be of service to you. Um, how can I help you? And you don't have to say it to them, but you have to think that. 
What's interesting is when you're focused on being of service to somebody else, your fears are, they're still in you, but they're not the omnipresent driver of your actions. They're now subordinate to your desire to be of service to the other person. That right there is some sort of bizarre psychological miracle that I don't understand, that I don't need to understand, but you guys need to learn to implement. Because on the other side of you implementing that in your lives are going to be extraordinary things that you can do and extraordinary people you can help, extraordinary amounts of experiences and just everything. Everything in your life will happen on the other side of realizing that your highest and truest purpose on planet Earth is being of service to other people. And to Julie's great points here, people are, are going to immediately disqualify you and not even give you an opportunity to be of service to them, no matter how good you are with your skill set, unless you've got your moments of truth nailed down. So treat this professionally. And even if you're a brand new agent and you're thinking, well, none of this really matters, it all matters. You meet somebody in an open house, you don't think on their way out, they're not firing up the Google machine and they're not looking you up. Of course they are. And if the first thing that comes up is some sort of political Mickey Mouse, like on the podcast uh, yesterday, the day before, we were telling you guys to never post anything negative about anything anywhere ever, right? For this exact reason, you might base in, you might post something on some sort of you know political thread. Maybe you did it three years ago and you never thought anything of it. But now every time somebody searches your name, that little comment that you don't even feel is, you know, you wouldn't even say that today, your opinions changed or whatever. Uh, is going to follow you around forever. And you and you can go back there and delete it, but it's indexed inside Google. It's on a billion different servers. So good luck getting that, you know, essentially off your permanent record as it were. So remember what we're telling you here. People are always looking for reasons to disqualify you. Always looking to reason uh, reasons to justify their inner skeptic about you. Don't give them any. Yeah, well, and I actually think that for new or newer agents or less experienced agents, when you take this seriously, it actually makes you more competitive faster. And many of them do take it seriously. I even remember, you know, when we were using this and learning it and we were going up market. I don't know if you remember this, but one of our uh, competitors, um, you know, they, they had a higher average sale price. They had more experience and we would occasionally cross paths. And so this was in like the, you know, 800,000-ish range. And we had repetitively people said, you know, we had them over, but gosh, we just didn't feel it because, you know, they're wearing fur coats and all their diamonds and they just assumed that we were going to list with them. You guys took the, took the time to ask questions and really get to know us and we just feel more comfortable with you. So these moments of truth can actually fast forward you in business because you show that you're taking the business seriously versus people that take it for granted. Yeah. So there you go. It's you, like a secret power. It is. If you use it. Well, definitely. And it's yeah. it, it also means you have to set aside your ego. Yes. And you have to be vulnerable to the fact that you have to be more available, right? Yeah. And that is really what agents will justify not being. Mm -hmm. I'm too busy. And they feel almost like it's imposition for them to be a professional. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have to answer my phone or I'm not going to, you know, whatever. You you guys are the, you're your own worst enemies in a lot of cases as to why you're not becoming more successful. Someone said it on this morning, on, actually Ziggy said it this morning mm -hmm. in Clubhouse. She said one of the number one reasons that she basically took her business from zero to hero in the last 12 months is because she started answering the damn phone. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I've had so many of them say that. I know. Of course. Yeah, but it does require getting over yourself and setting your ego aside. Because when you don't do that, you're making it all about you versus all about a being of service. Right. And, and being of service is so much easier. If you're wanting to be, if you're, if you're in alignment with your highest and truest purpose, aren't you going to want to answer the phone and help solve that other person's problem? Right? Yeah. I mean, or are you going to hide out from that? 
Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And then complain about it when they list with somebody else. That doesn't make any sense. So hopefully this benefited all of you guys. Remember, if you need to get hold of us for anything, our shows are often inspired by comments and feedback that we're getting from all of you. If you have any suggestions for us, obviously, you can simply text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. That is my real cell phone number. Uh, Please don't call. Uh, I never answer the phone, just text. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show manana. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.